Hey, it's Garbage Brain University. I'm Drew Toothpaste. I'm Kelly D. Today we're talking about the devil, or Satan, or both of them. Are they the same? Yeah. Natalie, what is Satan? Satan is an entity in the Abrahamic religions that seduces human into sin or falsehood. He is usually seen as like a fallen angel and he used to be like chilling with God, but then he rebelled against God and he was cast from heaven and now he is the Lord of hell. And when you say Abrahamic, we're talking Christianity, yeah, Judaism, yeah, Islam, That's sort of a trinity. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, but so Satan rules over hell. Mm-hmm. So who... Told him he could do that. He was damned to it, right? Did God make Satan be the Lord of hell? Or did Satan go to hell and like moved up through the ranks? Like they always say you can do. You can start in the mail room. Well, here's what happened, right? There was God and he had all kinds of angels, right? Then there was one angel named Lucifer who like led a rebellion and took a bunch of angels. A mutiny. Mm-hmm. And so he was cast out of heaven into hell. And so he rules over hell. That was how, because God made him go do it. He's like, you tried to overthrow me or you tried to put yourself on the same level as me. And that is not the case. And I'm casting you out of the good place. If you want to be the head guy in charge so much, then I'm going to make you be the head guy in charge of the fucking worst place. Oh, okay. So it's very much reversal of fortune. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so he's the worst guy in hell, which is the worst place, pretty much. Mm -hmm. And so he has, like, the whole Satan vibe, right? But he also has, like, that animosity. Like, he used to be, like, in good shape. He used to be living in heaven, and it was, like, very cool. Mm -hmm. But then he got kicked out, and so he he knows what he's missing when he is in hell. Oh, like Bernie Madoff. Imagine how mad that guy is. Yeah, right. Like, he he was living good, and now look... Yeah. So he is being punished in addition to punishing everybody else. Satan, in the Bible, he did, like, all the bad stuff in the Bible. Like, he tempted Adam and Eve. He did all the stuff with Job and doing all the stuff when God was doing all the mean stuff to Job. And, you know. I thought God did that. But So Job was the guy. He was a regular dude. And then God tormented him to prove that God was real. I thought God did but he, that. But I think that he was proving it to, to Satan, that, that Job was faithful. Oh, okay. God was like, watch what I can do to this guy, and he will still believe in me. Right. Oh, that's uh, that's not a good look, though. Right. For the man upstairs. No, I mean, like, a lot of the Bible, that's not what's going on. Is I feel like the man downstairs would have been very impressed with giving uh, this poor guy who never did a thing wrong. Giving him boils, killing his family, killing his livestock. <laughs> like most of the Bible, God's not doing stuff that's very cool. Okay, so let's rewind. So Satan tempted Adam and Eve in the Bible. Yeah, he was the serpent. Satan was the serpent. <laughs> you heard it here first. So fruit, all- fruit is the snake. <laughs> <laughs> So all of this, so Satan had to, Satan had to be evil before they munched the apple, mm-hmm. the dawn of man. So Satan was cast out of heaven and became Lord of hell. Adam and Eve were in the Garden of Eden, but wasn't that the seventh day? When did God create humanity? It was in the first week. Genesis yeah. well, was a everything week. Everything was in the first week. Genesis was a week long. You ever have a week at work where you're like, that was a long week? <laughs> Finally, it's fucking Friday. Oh, what happened at work? Well, all right. Look, I created this guy, Satan. <laughs> he used to be cool, and I, you know, I probably overdid it, made a man. Now he sucks. <laughs> 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 and so he was like, I'm going to be the snake and make these guys eat the apple. You know, and then he, the whole Revelations thing where he fights with God for the everything and... God wins, and then that's like they emptied the bowls and broke the seals. and Oh, the seven angels honked <laughs> on seven horns. And then a demon with seven heads and the feet of a horse or whatever. Dolly Parton was too horny and had two boobs and did 69. Then you turn the calculator over? <laughs> Boobies. <laughs> right. <laughs> 
that was one of the first memes. Mm -hmm. Right. I guess the first, actually, one of the first memes was like, have an apple. People still eat them. Remember remember the other episode episode I was talking about how people love to fucking do something stupid and then keep on doing it? We're still eating apples. Yeah, everybody, if your buddy... We're fucking doubling down on the apples. Like, it didn't work out the first time and we're we're still doing it. We still say, put an apple on the teacher's desk, eat an apple a day. We still say all that stuff, even though... Maybe if we all stopped eating apples, maybe things would turn around. Nobody ever considered that. You... (laughs) You heard it here first. (laughs) Right. Everybody came back home after World War II and they were like, we have seen atrocities. We have seen the face of evil. We have seen man's inhumanity to man. You thought the Hindenburg was bad. Right. (laughs) This was World War II. Yes, World. way worse than the Hindenburg. <laughs> you wouldn't believe it. You heard it here first. <laughs> World War II, worse than the Hindenburg. It's true. And we came home. Everybody, right? Johnny came marching home, sure. right? We all immediately, 1946, right? D-Day, yay, ticker tape, soldiers, yeah, okay. And then it was like, everybody, buy a house, eat apples. Nobody ever stopped and was like, hey, wasn't this a big deal? Right, weren't we just like- Remember when the guy in the- All of this was about the apples, right? None of this should be happening without the apples. Put the apples down, guys. Right, and now there's apple farms. Right. Which is unconscionable. Right. We're buying applesauce, like, just, like... God, <laughs> grinding the apples up and concentrating them. And keeping them so they so you always have them, regardless of whether you have fresh fruit in the house or not. You always have some apples, don't worry. In science, you know <laughs> what science is doing. Cosmic crisp. You can keep these around eight months and they taste more like apples. Well, that's more evil. <laughs> That's the wrong direction. Make the apples rot. Well, think about this. iPhones are apples. Holy shit. (laughs) We all need to think about it. (laughs) Take a step back today. (laughs) Much to think about. (laughs) You know, the whole deal with Satan, right? He did all the bad stuff in the Bible, revelations, all that. He was Lucifer also. But he has so many names. Did you know that? I bet. You better know a handful. It's time for a quiz, baby. I want you to give me all the different names for Satan. How many are there? Like 27 or something. Some uh, some Bible thumper picked them all out of the Bible. There's like 27 of them. There should be a more symbolic number of names of Satan than 27. Well, add the seven, the two and the seven and you get nine. And nine is three threes, which is the holiest number of all. 27. <laughs> think, think about it. <laughs> 27 is three, which is the Trinity to the third power. <laughs> So it's the Trinity, Trinity. Uh-huh. Amen. <laughs> the uh, names of Satan, Lucifer. Yeah. Beelzebub. Hold on, slow down, slow down, there, buddy. I need, to, I need to mark my X's on here so I know that you got it. Uh, what was the next one? Beelzebub. Beelzebub is also one of them. The Dark Trainer. <laughs> no. Devil. The Devil. The man under the stairs. <laughs> no. <laughs> the ankle biter. Big Red. <laughs> no. <laughs> Old dirty paper cut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm taking the quiz. You're throwing me off. I, old dirty paper cut is a middle manager in hell at best. Right. Oh, that took a while to heal. <laughs> the serpent does he go by the serpent the serpent of old i'll give it to you the serpent of old that's a good one um horns <laughs> i'll they refer to him as little horn in the bible i'll give it to you they call him little horn mm-hmm. so his horns really are they're just little spiky little horns mm-hmm. Little horn. Just the very smallest little nubbins, just like a baby goat, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, do they say Dark Lord? No. How about Dark President? <laughs> no. <laughs> Diablo. <laughs> Not in the Bible. 
Not unless you're reading a Spanish translation of the Bible that they call him that. <laughs> Do they say Grim Reaper? That's But the Grim Reaper is <laughs> an angel. Of death. Yeah. It's a totally different, yeah, thing. different thing. I don't think he came around until like the Middle Ages. I think I'm going to have to give up. <laughs> All right. Abaddon, the accuser, the adversary. That's my favorite one. The adversary. Angel of light, angel of the bottomless pit, the anointed cherub, the antichrist, Apolyton, the beast, Belial, the deceiver, the dragon, the enemy, the evil one, father of lies, god of his age, king of Babylon, king of the bottomless pit, king of Tyre, (laughs) 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 the lawless one, Leviathan, like in Hellraiser, the liar, little horn, you already guessed that one, man of sin, murderer, the power of darkness, prince of power and air, the roaring lion, ruler of darkness, ruler of demons, ruler of this world, Satan. You didn't say I didn't Satan. say Satan? No, you didn't. God damn it. The son of perdition, the tempter, the thief, the wicked one. That's all the names of him in the Bible. So you got about five out of 27. That's not bad. I wonder if I'm going to have like bad luck for having said all of them in a row. The only thing that would give you bad luck is if you said the true name of Satan. I think the true name of Satan is probably like the word bear because originally bears were called something else. You know this story. Mm-hmm. Bears were called a different <laughs> word and bear was what you said to refer to the bear if you didn't want to summon him. I'm sure we'll just never know the true name of Satan or God so we'll never accidentally summon them. It would be a real bitch if you just misspoke if you were talking to your friends and you're like I think red is sus but like you kind of accidentally said like a rebusus and that ended up being satan's name and he pops up and you're like fuck i'm playing <laughs> look i'm on my exercise bike i'm playing among us i'm trying to talk on discord <laughs> no go eat an apple i'm busy right right <laughs> uh so in addition to the devil if you're talking about the guys who are in hell and they're just like the guys who work there, right? Yeah. There's also demons, right? They're basically like a supernatural being that is associated with hell. And they're present in a lot of religions and in a cult. And in Christianity, demons were corrupted entities that were Satan's bitches. Like they would just, they're just like henchmen. They will do whatever Satan needs them to do. They are comprised of one of three different classes of people. There were souls of people who died who were especially evil. They were Nephilim or they were fallen angels who had defected when when Lucifer had originally defected. So is being a demon a form of punishment? Well, the guys who, the ones who were super evil in their lives and then when they died, they went to hell and were demons. Like maybe they like it. Yeah. She's like Hellraiser, baby. It's up to, it's all in the eye of the beholder. Maybe you like this shit. Let's say you have to live for eternity. Mm -hmm. You have to do something like you could either be tormented in hell, but if you're a demon, if you're really super evil, you go to hell and you're a demon and then you run around doing tasks instead of just being tormented. You're the tormentor. Well, maybe that's worse. It's like, it's more fun to give somebody a great Christmas present and see the joy in their eyes than it is to get a Christmas present you like. Having to torment somebody who's not even as evil as you probably feels worse than being tormented. But I don't know. I'm not in hell. And and I don't eat apples, so I'll never find out. (laughs) Did Adam and Eve go to hell? I don't think so. They did something wrong. What did, wait, what did they do? What was wrong? They they ate the apple. But what was... It was on the tree of knowledge. So what they, so they basically corrupted the entire universe because they essentially were accessing a primitive version of Wikipedia. Mm -hmm. But maybe that's the deal. Maybe it wasn't Wikipedia. Maybe it was like, maybe it was more like Wikifeet. (laughs) It was a tree of knowledge, but it was doomed knowledge. It was cursed knowledge. Right. (laughs) I want some cursed knowledge. That sounds interesting. Where would one find cursed knowledge? I don't know. You know where where I would like to go? You know where I would like to have, like, a couple days just to, like, poke around? And, like, I swear I won't steal anything. The Vatican. Vatican. Yes. I would go to the fucking Vatican. Just let me fucking poke around. I won't take anything. I promise you. 
You could even like check my bags and everything when I leave. You could check it real good. Oh, I'm not yeah. gonna take anything. Oh yeah. Just let me look. Let me see what you got. Just let me just. I want to just go in the library. I want to go in the basement of the library and see what is down in there. You would have to prep. I feel like all the good stuff would be Latin. Like the stuff where you say it and it's like magic words. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> That's going to be, all the Harry Potter shit is going to be Latin. Right. I want to like, I just want to read like the letters, like when they saw the Fatima prophecy. I want to read it. Just let me read it. You I know won't what? tell anybody. I want to see the information the Vatican has on Aliens. Yes, that also. That is also on my list. The Vatican. Uh, Pope Francis very recently issued a statement on extraterrestrials, which was a very interesting statement to make because just kind of out of nowhere, he's like, hey, what's up, St. Peter's Square? It's me, your Pope. <laughs> Listen, if you're watching, don't forget to confess and subscribe. Amen. <laughs> Hey, first of all, I just want to say, if you're an extraterrestrial, you are one of God's children. <laughs> okay, so listen to this, right? The contemporary Catholic Church teaches people that angels and demons are real. Okay. And they are not just symbolic devices. They are real. What if they're aliens? I think they're aliens. There's a theory floating around and I can't say who originated it and it seems like a pretty basic theory so I'm sure it could have arisen from multiple sources but the idea that all of the Abrahamic gods and maybe the angels and demons in the various religions are actually extraterrestrials or are at the very least sentient non-human species because there's the possibility that there are other species that are terrestrials. Yeah. Uh, Jacques Vallée wrote a paper uh, uh, 30 years ago where he pointed out that the frequency of visits by extraterrestrials, all the evidence we have about extraterrestrials suggests that they actually live here. Right, because there's no reason there would be so many of them here all the time if they had to travel such a great distance to get here. Why would they always be here? Why would there always be so many of them here? Yeah, we're not that interesting. We're still eating apples. <laughs> no, no, they're they're here already, and they are. The longer I read about alien stuff, and the more I read about alien stuff, I'm fully of a mind that they are already here. They live here. There are species that are not human that are sentient species that live here, and we don't know right now what they're doing. But angels and demons in Catholic mythology are real. Real. They real. are explicitly, so Satan is an actual sentient entity. Mm -hmm. So so the idea of the, of the demons in Satan, so the idea is that this is a being that has a mind and a soul that is doing things willfully. Mm-hmm. It has a thought process and an essence, and it's acting independently. It's a unique individual with a name. So do so. We know we did an episode quite a while ago about all the saints. If you haven't listened to it, it's on our paid tier, Patreon.com/slash Garbage Brain University. But we did an episode about all the different saints and all the things they do, and who you pray to if you want your internet to work, who you pray to if you can't stop jacking off to a book whatever else, but do the demons all have names? A lot of them have names, yeah. Who are the top demons? We know <laughs> the main boy. Right. And some have pictures here. Adramalech, Agares, Abaxas, Amy. <laughs> <laughs> Amy is a very funny name for a demon to right, have. Right, right. Asmodeus. Like, that's what you expect a demon to be named. Oh, there's a fucking Baal is a king with uh who appears in the in the form of a cat or a toad or a man or all three at once these <laughs> these are specific demons now the angels have jobs like if you were a teacher you pray to the saint of teachers that you will do a good job educating children so are the different demons responsible for different tasks. Like, is there a demon of teachers? <laughs> like, if you're a teacher, do you specifically ward off the demon of teachers? Is that the idea? 
Um, I don't think that there there is, but I, th- I think that various demons have specialties. Like Beelzebub is Lord of the Flies, and like this one, Haunted the Desert. They all have fucking weird names: Behemoth, Barbatos, Beleth. Because the Catholic Church believes in demons, they believe by because they believe in demons. That is why they believe that a demon could possess a person and that is why they still have the right of exorcism so when a demon possesses a person is the whole demon in the person or is the demon just controlling the person like clicking on a guy in starcraft like making a guy do it go and do task like is a demon could a demon possess like a dozen people at once I don't think so. I think it's one per. Like, the demon would possess you. The demon itself is in you. He, You would be in its possession. So it's a one-to-one ratio. Yeah. So in The Exorcist, that was just a single demon, and it was just, it, it, it was in the girl's body. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's the theory. The thing, everything with demons is that they, remember when we, we had our names episode, and we talked about how a lot of like religions and different cultures have placed a lot of weight on a name because they believe it has the power to summon whatever it is, right? And so we were talking about how you could you could summon like or do something in the name of whoever and it would give more power to whatever it is that you're saying. People who believe in demons believe that you can summon them for knowledge or to help you be bad or to get more power or like get more views on your TikToks or whatever, right? (laughs) And (laughs) So they will have a grimoire where they will use to summon demons. And it has their names and their abilities, probably like the website we were just looking at. And then it also has instructions on conjuring them, which that website did not have, sadly. The idea that you were able to do that with a demon was part of the basis for the idea of for the ritual of exorcism that you can pull a demon out of somebody oh right you need to say you can you can say the right combination of words to drive the demon out of somebody you can repulse them to the point that they will leave instead of instead of calling them and to do your bidding it's like the opposite i think it's interesting the weight that's placed on the linguistics of it the idea that you would you would use a combination of words to force a demon to do something right, for you. Right. Right. You would when you do an exorcism, you perform the whole thing in the name of Jesus Christ or the name of God or like whatever, and the whole entire thing is just you doing things in the name of of God and of Jesus and using that as a cudgel and- to like get them to drive them out of the person who's who's possessed. And maybe I've picked this up from watching horror movies, but isn't the idea you have to find out which demon is possessing? Yeah, because you have to find out who it is, because if you can say their name, then you have additional power over them. Okay, so you've got a power word then. Mm -hmm. And so you have to really rumple still skim. (laughs) Yeah. Right? You have to... You have to somehow trick the demon into revealing their name so then you can use their name against them. Mm-hmm. The whole rite of exorcism is simply doxing the demon. <laughs> and then saying, I got this guy who you really hate. Remember how much you hate this guy? I'm just going to keep on talking about him. I'm going to keep on talking about this guy you hate until you just can't stand it anymore and you leave. <laughs> that really is is fantastic. Just identify the hater and then tell the hater how much you love his worst enemy. <laughs> That's really, that still works. That works in group chats to this day. Right. <laughs> uh, so exorcism is, by definition, the religious or spiritual practice of evicting demons or other spiritual entities from a person or an area that is believed to be possessed. Depending on what kind of exorcism you're getting, you would either try to force the entity to swear an oath, or you would do an elaborate ritual, 
or you would command it to depart to depart in the name of a higher power, which is the, the Catholic way of doing it. And people have been having exorcisms for fucking ever since they thought that there was demons. I'm sure they have been having exorcisms. You see this today with the rite of cancellation. Demons are like, I hate this exorcism culture. Right. <laughs> you know, it's all these... All these JC heads want to do is just command you in the name of God to leave a little girl's body. Right. <laughs> so there is two styles of exorcism. There's a formal ex- exorcism, which has to be done by a priest. Yeah. And you also need permission from the bishop to perform it. Like you cannot just do it. You have to bring your case to the bishop and the bishop has to be like, okay, yeah, that guy's probably possessed. So exorcisms are really a big deal in Catholicism. Could a priest go rogue and exercise or does it, is it the idea that it only works if the bishop approves it or will the priest get in trouble? I think that the priest will get in trouble for doing it. But you would certainly understand where the priest was coming from. <laughs> right. But I think that the, the thing is, is that they don't want priests to decide to exorcise people because if they just go willy nilly and do exorcisms on people who don't need exorcisms, it's going to make the church look bad. Ah, now to take a big sip of water and Google and see if anything else has ever made the Catholic church look bad. <laughs> Hold on. We're going to take a break. I'm going to Google child abuse and children's crusades. <laughs> and we're back. There's, I don't think there's any other Catholic rites that you need to get permission from the bishop to have them performed. The Catholic exorcism, the rite of a formal exorcism is called a major exorcism. And it is in the Rituale Romanium. And that book has all of the guidelines in it on how to do an exorcism and how to determine that a person needs to have an exorcism. So it's like a, is it secret? Could we read the book? I am not sure. I think it might be secret. They wouldn't want a lay person to go out, right? No. When a priest is uh, approached by someone who's like, yo, I got this guy. I'm pretty sure he has a demon in him. He's definitely not acting cool. Like the priest has to make sure that that person does not have a physical illness or a psychological illness that would cause them to have symptoms or behaviors that would lead someone to believe that maybe they were possessed. They have to like go through every possibility before landing on the possibility that they are possessed. The person who does an exorcism is always going to be a priest. Like, lay people do not do them. Like, junior priests don't do them. It's like, you have to be a priest, right? They just do all kinds of prayers according to the rubrics of the rite of exorcism. And they bring all kinds of icons and sacraments and relics and shit with them. And they just fucking pray the fuck out of the sky. (laughs) Is it pretty much exactly like the movie The Exorcist? It's similar. Yeah. The Exorcist was actually based on a true story. Did you know that? Tell me about it. The Exorcist was based on the exorcism of a boy named Roland Doe. And obviously that is a pseudonym. Because who wants to go down in history is the guy who was possessed by a demon. Yeah, that's a pretty that's a pretty <laughs> whack move. You would get made fun of in the locker room forevermore. Right. So in the forties, Rolando lived in Cottage City, Maryland. And his family then moved to South Africa for a little bit. And then moved back. At some point in his childhood, his aunt got him hooked on Ouija boards. And so that is the what they say cost it. Oh, yeah, it had nothing to do with apartheid. Right. It didn't have anything to do with going and living and striking out that apartheid and getting all fucked up in the head from it. After the Ouija board aunt died, they started having all kinds of weird shit happening in their house. They would have furniture moving around and like shit that was on the shelf would just like fly across the room and things would levitate like any time that this kid was around. And so they called their pastor and they're like yo there's something going on in this house furniture's flying all over the place it's not cool so the pastor comes and spends the night at the house to observe and to keep his eye on this kid to see what's going on with him right the pastor said that he claimed 
household objects and furniture was moving around by themselves, he told the parents that they needed to get a Catholic guy in on the job because this was not for him to do. Like He was like, call the Catholics in. They contacted Edward Hughes, who was a Roman Catholic priest at the time, and he did an exorcism on him at Georgetown University Hospital. So this, uh, so... This actually happened in, like, the Washington, D.C. area, yes. just like yes. in The Exorcist. Yes. Like, the stairs that are outside The Exorcist, spoiler alert, but the stairs, there's a very tall, narrow staircase. That's at Georgetown mm-hmm. University. Yeah. And so this kid got uh, exorcism at Georgetown because Georgetown was a Jesuit institution, and so the priests were working around in there. And so during their exorcism at Georgetown... He, the kid was able to get one of his hands out of the restraints, break a bed spring from underneath the mattress and slash the priest with it. And so they had to cancel the, the exorcism in the middle of it because he was like, and like, Oh, we killed the no, priest? He didn't, he didn't kill him, but he fucking gashed him. Wow. So his family's like, well, shit, he fucked up this exorcism by being an asshole. So the family travels back to St. Louis. The kid's cousin gets him in touch with another priest Uh who visited Roland at his relative's house in St. Louis. And they said that he was shaking the bed. Shit was flying around the house at his relative's house. And the kid was speaking in a weird guttural voice and having like an aversion to any kind of religious iconography or anything like that. Oh, okay. And so he was exhibiting like real classic like exorcisty yeah. behavior. Really, right? right. <laughs> he was at this point. He was just being very clear. Yeah, this was in the forties, though, right? Yeah. So this was like way before the exorcist came out. This was way before the movie that came out that was about this. It was way before. Yeah. That. No, that. <laughs> Happened way before the movie about that it. does <laughs> i mean it totally makes sense they didn't make any movies about world war ii before it happened right, right. <laughs> all of them that were about world war ii took a while to come out that <laughs> i can't you'd be in a plane flying over germany and you'd be like this is just like that movie right right uh so they obviously, like, he knocked the priest's socks off and the priest came back. And then the second bishop was like, yeah, exercise that kid. He's fucked. Yeah. And so before the next exorcism, he had a couple other priests come in to the psychiatric hospital and check him out. When they checked him prior to the second exorcism, he was getting welts and shit on his body that spelled out hell and evil and stuff like that scratched into his skin. Yeah. And was getting all kinds of weird marks and stuff all over his body. And then they did another exorcism and ha- did the litany of the saints. And when they were doing the lit- litany of the saints, the mattress started shaking real bad. The kid broke the priest's nose and... Apparently, they just got a, got demon to leave then. And then the kid went on after that and had, like, a totally normal life. Wow. So it's like the classic exorcist. It's just like the exorcist. Only it was a boy instead of a girl. And they had to go between towns because the people in D.C. weren't able to swing it. It was too rough for them. Yeah, had to get some of that Midwest flavor in to chase those demons out. Right, right. We're, we're more, like, stubborn. <laughs> The clowns in Capitol Hill just can't do it like those of us in the Midwest. (laughs) Most people are like, oh, Satan's bad, right? But then there's people who are like, no, you know what, Satan? I'm into it, right? Yeah. You might call the people Satanists. Oh, no. We're going to talk about Satanism. So (laughs) when we were growing up in the 80s and to some extent the 90s, there was an idea of satanic panic. Yeah, right. Which was the idea that worship of Satan was being promoted and encouraged in the media by artists and writers and creators of games. It was D&D and heavy metal and occult writers. Right, right. There was the idea that Satan was actively being worshipped, which of course was not right. was not true. Right, it was not true. When when it comes to Satan, there's two kinds of Satanism. There is theistic Satanism, where you are a devil worshipper. You believe God is real. You believe that Satan is real, and you are opting to worship Satan. You are a devil worshipper, right? 
That is theistic Satanism. You worship him. You believe that Satan is uh, worthy of supplication. You can try to convene with him and get him to intercede like in the same way that you would pray to God. Okay, and so... The thing is, is that these people are not so much Satanists as they are Christian heretics. They believe in the traditional idea of God in Jesus Christ, but they are choosing to be a follower of, of the other Satan so that they can get favors from him while they're still alive. Is that the idea? Yeah. That they will be able to commit selfish and evil deeds with the help of Satan. Is that the idea? Mm-hmm. Or or whatever you just or you just like oh the dark lord um, you just like you just revere him like especially one of the big questions of faith is you know you go in a spot like Texas where high school football is really big it's the fall high school football everybody's playing the big games what Friday night right mm-hmm. Friday night big football night and you go and both the teams in the locker room huddle up and they all touch each other on the shoulders and they say. God help us win and both teams pray to God and the question of faith is you know does God like one team more than the other right right so there's a possibility that you know seeking the favor of somebody less popular would have proportionately more chance of being served like there's so everybody in high school football is asking God like God's busy mm-hmm. all the teams are asking God to win now if you go out and you're like look Satan. (laughs) I really want to do football good. I want you to use your dark power to help me go out and defeat the other team in the name of the dark man under the stairs, old dirty paper cut himself. (laughs) Right. Amen. Or maybe they'd say Nima, like amen backwards. Right. (laughs) Okay, so that's the one kind of, of Satanism. The other thing is with uh, theistic Satanism is there's a fucking lot of overlap with, like, neo-Nazi shit. Really? It's not cool. Oh, no. It's not cool. So just heads up, if you're listening to this podcast and you're wanting to give theistic Satanism a swing, just be warned. The other kind of Satanism is atheistic Satanism or Levian Satanism. Yeah, it's just basically libertarianism with jazz hands. (laughs) That's what I always think of it as, as. It's like, okay... You're just, like, sassy libertarian. Like, jazzy libertarian. (laughs) You should have the freedom to do what you want, not because of the free market, but because of Satan. Right, because you're like, I can do whatever I want because fucking Satan is why. I don't give a shit about the market, so I'm just a free man. We're going to go into talking about atheistic Satanism, and whenever I read about atheistic Satanism, I'm like, I might be a Satanist. (laughs) well it's just you know what it is for me natalie is it's just like socialism it's like you can be totally concordant logistically you can be on board with the way you think it respects people in a certain way and the way it prioritizes some needs over other needs Mm -hmm. of people or over a society but you have no need or desire to join an organization. I don't need to join an organization of people that I agree with. Right. I mean, I guess that's counter to the idea of organizing, but really, I don't have time for all the meetings, and I don't drink that much. Right, right. Well, you guys want to get together and agree that we should all do what we want all the time? I already do that. (laughs) Right. Right? (laughs) I don't need to join the the, the Satan. Club. I don't yeah. need to join Devil Club. I think it costs it costs two hundred twenty five dollars to to join the or it did at one point to join the Levian Satanists, but that was a one time lifetime membership. Yeah, that's just <laughs> that's just free money for them. Makes it's me- like the socialists cost fifty dollars for what? I already agree with you. I don't have to pay you. Right? You're not gonna like. <laughs> I'm not going to give money to to politicians. I'm not going to give money to you either. Right, right. Two and two hundred twenty five dollars. That's a big ask. You know the thing is with politicians is that you know at the start y'all started off having more money than I do by going to law school. 
Like nah. you already have more money than me out the gate. Yeah. And then on top of it, you you have way more money than that to get to the point where you have so many people blowing smoke up your ass that you think that you can win an election. Yeah. Why are you gonna take? I don't. I'm not giving you any of my money. And plus, last time I fucking gave a politician money, they sold my fucking email address 900 times and i never heard the end of it i never had a fucking free moment on my phone ever again i never had a fucking free moment in my email inbox ever again just because i had the fucking audacity to give 20 dollars to obama and i'm never doing it again it's 12 12 years later 12 years later and i'm still fucking mad about it and i'm still getting shit from fucking people constantly asking me for money fucking constantly i'm never giving you money ever again you guys have more money than me. If you want to be president, go fucking do it. Obama's win- <laughs> Obama is win sailing with Richard Branson. I'm not. I'm not giving anybody $225 so they can say, thanks. I'm glad you agree with me. Right. <laughs> I, I, I would give, if a child came to my door and had a very inelegant presentation, I would give them $5. Right? Just right. a child. Like, what do you, it, you don't have to, you don't even have to have a pitch. You can get $5. If you've got a great pitch, I might give you a little more. $225, you're really positioning yourself in the market as an upscale organization. You're saying only the special people can join, only the special people who want to do what they want to do all the time can join this. Right, right. So, okay, so Levain Satanism was uh, founded in 1966 by Anton LaVey. He established it in California, and the year he founded it, he proclaimed to be the year one Anno Satanus. So the first year in the age of Satan. His whole thing was extremely influenced by Nietzsche and Rand. Because like I said, it's jazz hands libertarianism. Ayn Rand, who is famous for promoting the virtues of individualism and claiming that if the smart and hardworking people simply gave up their burdens, that society was fail and then was very quietly taking social security payments from the government. Well, yeah, that's always how it's going on. And then he started growing the satanic church and then they would have regional branches pop up across the United States and the regional branches were called grottos. So Mm. you'd be a member of the local grotto of the satanic church. Eventually in the seventies, a lot of those grottos seceded from the church and formed independent satanic organizations. And so, so the LeVay satanic church is like not really around as much anymore. So it's not as organized as it once was, but there's a lot of other organizations now that are based off of it. Some of them are are shitty. Well, let's face it. Anybody that's going to pay to join an organization that tells them it's okay to do what they want all the time, they're all going to be shitty. (laughs) I mean, let's face it. I mean, everybody, I won't say everybody, but I would say very many people identify or at least understand the teenage boy impulse to say, I do what I want. Nobody's my boss. Shut the fuck up, dad. Right. There's always like this idea that that what the satanic people are about is bad. But there are 11 basic tenets. They're like the Ten Commandments of Satanism, but they have 11 because I guess they're just trying to be like, oh yeah, I got 11 commandments. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> yeah, and I and I know, and all the stuff they say is good, but the, all of it is just tinged with the teenage boy like, oh, well, we got more. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, the first of the satanic rules is do not give opinions or advice unless you're asked. So zip your lip. Okay. <laughs> Number two, don't tell your troubles to others unless you're sure that they want to hear them. Interesting. Okay. Uh, number three, when an, when you're in someone else's home, you show them respect or else you don't go to their house. Number three, if there's a guest in your home that is getting on your nerves, you're allowed doing whatever you want to them until they leave. <laughs> wow. That, <laughs> that suddenly took it up a notch. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not allowed to make sexual advances to anybody unless they make it clear to you that they are interested in having a sexual relationship with you. Okay, that's a good guideline overall. But then the next one's going to be like, if somebody's in your house, you can fuck them. <laughs> uh, it says, the next one is actually, 
you cannot take anything that does not belong to you unless the person who owns it is burdened by it or they are asking you to take it from them. You have to acknowledge magic if you if you receive something because you used magic to receive it. <laughs> so, 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 so if I did... cast a satanic spell <laughs> to make you be my boyfriend. Yeah, and that's how we and met. Then, and then someone was like, how did you meet your husband? I would be like, I couldn't be like, oh, you know, I met him at the gas station. I would have to be like, I cast a ritual. I did a ritual in the name of our dark lord, Hail Satan. And he brought me my demonic husband. Like I would have to, I would have to tell you that's what happened. Yeah. If you do not admit it, then you will lose whatever you obtained through magic. You're not allowed complaining about anything that you could remove yourself from if if you had like the will to do it. I feel like these are just like Anton Lavey wrote down his list of pet peeves. <laughs> Yeah, it is, basically. When one is at the grocery, <laughs> one does not pay by check if another is behind him. Uh, you're not allowed doing anything to harm children. You are not allowed to kill non-human animals unless they are attacking you or you are going to eat them. If someone is fucking with you, you ask him to stop and if they don't listen, then you get to wreck them. <laughs> I think all of those are fair, though. I mean, it's just like anything else. They make sense, but like the extrapolation of them, like if somebody is in your home reading your gas meter. <laughs> anyway, that's the story of how I whipped the Burmex guy's ass. <laughs> Uh, there are nine satanic sins, though. Let's hear the nine SS. The first one is being stupid. <laughs> this is so. This is the ultimate teenage boy religion. Oh, first of all, if you come over here and you're not cool, I can kick your ass. Number two, don't be a dumbass. <laughs> uh, second satanic sin is pretentiousness. Uh huh. That's a little pot calling the kettle black, though. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this third one is solipsism. The idea that you're the only one yeah. that matters, yeah. and and there's no external universe. In other words, doing things only for yourself. Yes. That's the sin. Yeah. Self deceit. Herd conformity. <laughs> okay. Lack of perspective. Again, these are all like pet peeves of this guy with like. The last one's my favorite. I'm gonna get to okay. the last. I want to get okay. to the last one. Forgetfulness of past orthodoxies, counterproductive pride, and my favorite one: lack of aesthetics. Wow! <laughs> you are not cool enough. You have committed a sin. Right. You're a mess. You're not looking great. I, is, I don't understand what your whole thing is. This is absolutely, this is like if you took any like group of goth kids in any point in history now or goths past and you ask them to create a credo, like it would have been within 90% of this. Right. Well, Anton LaVey was like the original goth kid, like the original, like, I want to make sure that I look very evil and my house is black and I definitely am going to have a black mask and make sure people are filming it. Do you remember the hipster grifter? There was some lady who went around in Brooklyn and she was just like living for free, eating for free. She was doing all this stuff, mm -hmm. grifting all this money. He was like the goth grifter. Thou shalt look cool. Thou shalt give me $225. <laughs> Thou shalt not forget the present pain of past ideas past. <laughs> and don't be pretentious, bitch. <laughs> so it's a pretty coherent philosophy, really. <laughs> I think it's a coherent philosophy. Like, I'm not going to do anything to hurt you. And if you do anything to hurt me, I will flip out on you i guess yeah i yeah i i think that's <laughs> that's where that's honestly where it loses me i think there's a lot to be said for respecting people's personal rights i think there are a few select tiny libertarian ideas that don't necessarily involve free markets but involve 
personal freedoms where you're respecting other people, but you have the right to do what you want yeah, with your right. own body right. and your own mind that I think are are truths that seem universal. I think those are truths that need to be respected, but then you combine them with ideas that really don't sit well with my pacifist nature, such as if you, if you come over and I don't like you, I can whip your ass. That's like... <laughs> I mean, and it is, that is certainly something that has happened in history. And it's something that I'm sure still happens in America to this day. If you're partying and somebody comes over and they're partying and they're not partying to your liking, you beat their ass, I guess. Right. I, I mean, yeah. you put your mask on and beat their ass. It's 2020. Right, sure. <laughs> it, I, it doesn't hold together. It definitely paints a picture, though. Right, right. <laughs> So, what did you learn today about Satan? I learned that the dark man in the basement is loved and feared by many. I've learned that he goes by many names, such as the picture of the devil or red horns. Old green baloney. <laughs> The pepper jack in the back. <laughs> the lunch meat we hate to eat. <laughs> and if you haven't already, subscribe to Garbage Brain, patreon.com slash garbagebrainuniversity. You'll get access to our Discord where we have channels such as hashtag Satan, hashtag Teenage Boy, hashtag Among Us, a popular game. <laughs> We're also sponsored by Harlem Township, Ohio. H-A-R-L-E-M, not that Harlem, not that township. Not that Ohio. That's, that's the one thing it is, definitely that Ohio. That's just... You live in the alternate anti-Ohio. The positron version of the, the Ohio. The dark Ohio. The dark Ohio under the stairs. <laughs> Throw them a visit. They're just on the other side of Westerville. You know where that is. It's east of Columbus, which makes a ton of sense. Right, right. And also the haunted Hazel Technologies. This spooky company loves to haunt your fruit by keeping it fresh for longer. The little packets that keep your fruit fresh look like little ghosts. It's the ghosts of your fruit rotting that never happened. Right. That's your rotting fruit being dead. It's the ghost of the rotten fruit because it's not, it's not around anymore. Just that fresh ass apple. <laughs> It all comes back to the goddamn apple, doesn't it? Right. <laughs> We're all sitting around eating apples like this is normal. When are we going to eliminate the apple? I'd like each of you to think today, do I need this apple? An apple a day keeps God away. Well, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you <laughs> next time. I love you. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.